Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. Hey, veteran homeowner, have you heard about interest rates dropping? Have you been getting enough mailers to fill a cargo plane? Well, throw that stuff away and call the VA Home Pros at Aligned Mortgage. They will analyze your personal situation and figure out if refinancing is the best option for you. Ignore the sales pitch and get the facts. Aligned Mortgage, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. All right. Well, I am super excited to be doing this podcast episode today because I have two very special guests. I have Chris Cano and Charlie Braden from Aligned Mortgage, and we're going to be talking a bit about the new partnership between Millhousing Network and Aligned Mortgage, why it fits, and why you as a military spouse should care. So gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here, Lindsay. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So both of you guys are obviously tied to the military market. So talk to us more about why this partnership makes sense and why your heart is vested in the military community. Charlie, why don't you get started? Uh, yeah, um, I am a, uh, not a veteran myself. I was a coach and a teacher um, and found my way into the mortgage industry. Um, and, but I, have, I came from a military background. My, both my grandfather served. Uh, and so there is a special place in my heart for veterans. And um, I always had, I still have that educator mindset um, when going into my business and just the being fortunate enough to meet Chris Cano and be introduced to Align Mortgage has really added um, a sense of service back to my business. So you never told me that. You 100%. Hey, thanks, man. 100%. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for that. I no always felt like yeah. I was providing good service, but now I feel like I'm actually serving. Yeah. So, um, and Align Mortgage has done that by our, by the way, we just focus on um, veterans and educating our veterans and their families. You know, Lindsay, so for me, hi everybody, I'm Chris. And it's it's always exciting doing a podcast because you have a camera above the computer and then I'm looking at you, Lindsay. So <laughs> I know. For anybody I know. watching, if, if you see my eyes everywhere, there's a lot going on. Um, I'm not distracted by a fly or anything. But, you know, uh, my name is Chris Cano. I'm a submarine sailor out of Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Uh, I did 10 years on fast attack submarines. And, and one thing that I recognized is a lot of my shipmates while serving, you know, we, we didn't discuss a lot of home ownership. You know, you're a bunch of dudes living on a submarine and, and you talk about everything other than the things that truly matter. So luckily for me, I, I did have a chief who expressed the importance of home ownership. He got me really excited when I was an E5 about home ownership. Again, in Hawaii. So think Hawaii prices mm-hmm. as an E5, right? Um, so I went through the home buying process. I bought a $420,000 home on the island of Oahu uh, back when interest rates were like 5%. And it was the worst experience of my life. Now, I didn't know it was a bad experience until I actually down the road got into the mortgage industry. And I'm like, oh, home loans aren't supposed to take 90 days. Um, you know, I, I picked all the wrong players. I had all the wrong teammates. So, you know, as fate would have it, when I got out of the Navy, I met an individual who was running a mortgage company. Uh, he specialized in VA home loans. His name is Tony Diaz. And I just so happened to be a sailor who had bought a house and had a bad experience. And I said, Tony, if I come on board and join you, 
Um, I want to get behind a mission to where another sailor, no other sailor ever has the experience that I had in home ownership. And since then, we have just been fine-tuning this thing. This thing's, that was about nine years ago when we met, and we have just been fine-tuning the process of the VA home loan benefit and how easy it truly is to own. So, of course, when Lindsay Litton pops up on our radar and the Mill Housing Network, I'm like, oh my goodness, there are real estate agents as passionate about this on the real estate side as we are on the loan side. Can we please become best friends? So, um, I, I'm grateful that we met you. I'm grateful through other friends that put us in touch. Now, here we are. Yeah. Well, what I love so much about the partnership is that we have a lot of the same, similar core values. Um, both organizations are out to better the military community. We're both centered around education. And we both want to make sure that we leave the community better than when we found it. Um, you know, before we started recording, we, we were talking a bit about how a lot of military families are unaware of the VA home loan. So, you know, I can't tell you how many even personal friends of mine have shared similar stories, Chris, that they had a really bad experience when they bought a house. Um, you know, when I went to sell my house in Clovis, New Mexico, we sold for sale by owner. And I can't tell you how that, that could have ended. Um, and now here we are. So, <laughs> um, you know, and so you just don't know what you don't know, which is why it's important to have trusted partners that actually care about the community. Because one of the big things that we see a, a lot is that there's a lot of predatory um, businesses that prey on our community, which is why it was really important for us in this partnership to know that when, when somebody gets referred to the housing network, that they're also working with partners that align with our core values so that, you know, there's transparency in that relationship, which is why it was important for us um, to kind of perform the relationship. I want to dig a bit into some of the reasons why military families aren't pulling the trigger on the VA home loan. So I think talk to me about that. I think you kind of hit it. You talked about the education piece. Obviously, um, you know, education is formed in the the valley, right? In the valley, we discover what people don't know, uh, all the stories of why veterans don't own a home. In fact, only 15% of our uh, veterans across the United States own a piece of the uh, country they've helped defend. 85% do not. So there's a huge problem. And that problem isn't, you know, necessarily entire based on misinformation or, or you know, certain banks are saying the wrong things. A lot of that 85% is exactly what you just said. You don't know what you don't know. When I was in E5, until I met that chief on the USS Olympia who talked to me about BAH, I didn't even think about home ownership. I thought home ownership was for people who were 40 plus years old, got out of the Navy, are now at the VFW, and then you go apply for a home loan, right? I didn't know that 23 and 24-year-olds getting BAH should even consider home ownership. So... We, as an organization, first and foremost, just try to bring a tremendous amount of awareness. A lot of people out there are saying that 85% of our veterans who don't own is because of a lack of education. That's false. It's lack of awareness, you know, because our veteran community, they are educated. Our spouses are educated. Our spouses, whenever they get a hold of some information, they got it and they run with it. But it's first and foremost, that awareness When we talk about the difference of a renter versus a homeowner five years down the road and knowing the net worth of a homeowner is eight times great, like that's information that needs to get out quickly. When you talk Mm -hmm. about the BAH, you know, somebody getting $2,000 a month, that's $100,000 over four years, right? 
So the, the simplicity that we try to bring as an organization is imagine yourself just like playing Monopoly. Play with three friends and don't buy any real estate that you land on. And tell me if you end up winning the game. You're probably yeah. going to lose at some point, right? And I do believe that Milton Bradley was a veteran himself. I think he built that game to kind of portray a veteran's uh, life rotating city to city. And, and I literally have put so much of our marketing efforts, our education efforts, our awareness efforts into the simplicity of that concept. You can become a homeowner. Yes, you have a lot of wrong information, the wrong credit scores, the wrong amount of income. Like there's so many different banks and lenders that are giving bad information out there, but it's irrelevant if we don't wake you up to the importance of home ownership and how easy it can be. Yeah. So let's speak to that. So you're a military yeah. spouse. You're listening to this. You're folding laundry. You got kids in the background. You're worried about homeschooling and you've got a PCS coming up. And you know, we're jumping into the kind of that fall window at this point in terms of when you would be closing on a house. So what do you do? I mean, a lot of, for a lot of military spouses, they're just confused on where to start. They're freaking um, out because their friends yeah. are telling them all sorts, oh, if you buy a house, what's going to happen when your husband gets orders and you rotate? You're going to be stuck. Lindsay, you probably get this more than we do on the loan side. But the idea of owning a home for only three years in the event that you get PCS somewhere else, that is what's freaking a lot of people yeah. out. Fear of the unknown is, is one of the biggest factors. Fear like, of the unknown. You just, you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. yeah. And for, for us in this time, because this is not a normal PCS season, um, mm -hmm. we're seeing families that all of a sudden they get their hard orders. They're signed. They got to go. Um, mm -hmm. Others are getting delayed. We just... We, we don't know sometimes what to expect, but the best thing that the client can do is just have a conversation. Right? Ans ask questions, we'll provide you answers, and hopefully you'll have a little bit of motivation, a little less nervousness, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many houses you buy, you're still going to be nervous and anxious yeah. about buying a house. Even if it's your 10th house, there's still a little bit of just nervousness there. But if we can alleviate some of that yeah. and get you prepared for when you do get those PCS orders then it might make the decision a little easier. If, if, if we told you how many uh, veteran couples that we've sat in front of, and the first thing they start with is, um, you know, the reason we're scared of buying a home is because we know we have to live in it until we sell it. With the VA, I'm like, who told you that, right? So they're, they're, they're not wanting to sign anything because in their head, they think that if you buy with your VA home loan, you're stuck there. Yep. Not knowing that the VA says that you only have to intend to occupy the property for a year. And that's not just a VA thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go conventional or FHA and you're buying as a primary residence, your mortgage is going to stay. You got to intend to occupy for a year or it's mortgage fraud, right? So it's not just a VA thing. Uh, the, the, the piece to that is essentially... When I say now, but if you rotate and you've done your homework, you know what your 30-year mortgage is going to be. Don't you know what it'll rent for? It's called the rental market analysis and your real estate agents can help you with that. So when Uncle Sam cuts orders for your family 60 days after you just got the keys to your new home, you already have done the homework and know that you can put a renter in there immediately because your orders will always supersede the mortgage and you can immediately then rent it out. So it's, it's just putting a safety net where all those fear and myths come into play. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's what we spend a lot of time untangling, like a strand of Christmas lights, you know? Yeah, exit strategy. <laughs> yeah. The, like the first day I started with a line mortgage, 
this guy said exit strategy. Every veteran needs to know. Are you mm-hmm. selling the house? You're renting it. What's the best option for you, right? Before you even sign on the dotted line, you know, three years, five years down the road, what your potential options are. But here's what I've noticed. And, and Lindsay, you and I need to start a, a show um, where I'm your veteran buyer and you're the real estate agent. And we just have somebody in the backseat with a camera because I'm always telling real estate agents, you know, when you're driving veterans around and you're like, oh, there, there's going to be a mall in, in the next three or four years. And over there, they're building a Walmart. <laughs> and, and here's the beautiful backsplash. What the real estate agent forgot to ask is, do you intend to be here for the next three years mm-hmm. or do you see yourself getting rotated anytime soon? Because then the most important thing at that moment becomes how well it will rent out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we're as real estate agents trying to get veterans to fall in love with something that isn't their forever home. It's just a home that can become a means to their end by preserving their BAH. So for your listeners that are listening right now, maybe folding clothes or doing whatever, what Charlie and I are trying to convey right now is, if you don't own a home and you're getting BAH, I would very much love to know why not. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, it's one of the first things that Karina and I, and we know our network agents are also asking, you know, it's not like here's Walmart and here's the mall and here's all these magical Y'all things. Are good, it's, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's how long are you, you anticipating living here? And what is the likelihood that you could get orders, you know, is, you know, a school slot, any kind of war college, anything that could just pop up, you know, so because we always want to make sure people are educated on the exit strategy. And you also brought up something really important um, and something that we're really excited to have on our new website, um, BAH. So base housing allowance, you're getting paid by the military to live off base. Tax-free. Tax-free. And and why not have the military feed into your personal wealth and help you buy a home? Um, And that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. For a lot of our military families, we want to make sure that if they're getting BAH, we can keep the mortgage two to three hundred dollars cheaper than the total BAH allowance. And then we can tie in two major utilities into that as well, like electricity or water bill. Now you're literally using your tax-free dollars to build your personal wealth. So talk to me about that. What do you guys, how do you guys explain that to clients? Because I think so many people get caught up in this idea and I tell them, well, if you choose to rent, it's costing you money because you're not investing in yourself. Um, You know, and if you live on base, that's also, you're not getting BAH. So what do you, what do you, what are your ideas there? The homework that I've done by serving and just thousands of conversations had in my time of service with other shipmates along with now in the mortgage industry, talking to a lot of veterans, that question, Lindsay, has to go all the way back to the seed. We're talking about 18 and 19-year-olds who had a high school job that are now raising their right hands, swearing to protect against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and they are joining the military. Uh, they're then you know, making their way through the ranks. They're becoming husbands or wives and starting to start families. So you're probably taking somebody with a lower income job and now giving them more income than they're accustomed to. Believe it or not, I'm not one of those individuals that that says military are underpaid. Now, any service member is going to be underpaid in the aspect that we're all willing to risk our lives, but we're compensated pretty well through a lot of cool incentives like BAH. And I'm so grateful for BAH, basic allowance for housing, because before BAH, it was BAQ, which was basic allowance for quarters. And the way the military used to do it was if you had a $1,000 a month lease, they would only cut you $1,000 a month. 
And then when they transfer to BAH and you're in a place giving $2,000 a month in BAH, but your rent is only 1,000, you still get 2,000, right? And so we go back to mo money, mo problems. We're giving these 21 and 22 year olds more money than they've ever had. Uh, we've just increased them from BAQ to BAH. And what do they do? They fall into the trap of E4s, E5s, E6s, good credit, no credit, bad credit. Come on down, get yourself a Camaro. And yeah. they're buying, they're, you know, and, and I hate saying that, but that's the truth. That's the uncomfortability. That's when I drive around Bay's housing and I see all of these beautiful vehicles parked on the government housing. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, somewhere I should have gotten in front of them. I wish I could have talked to them because unless it's a four bedroom, three bath Camaro, it's probably mm-hmm. not a good investment, those are right? Good. Those are, those are, good those are yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those are Top great. Of <laughs> Top of the line, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, um, back to the BAH portion, you know, as a service member, we get base pay, BAS, foreign language pro pay, C pay, hazard pay, special. There's all sorts of pay we get. But if we were to talk specifically about basic allowance for housing and the tax-free version of it, you know, um, it it blows my mind that we would use that money to pay off Uncle Sam's housing. And I tell a lot of people, don't get it twisted. It's not rent. You are paying a mortgage. It's just not yours. But landlords have gotten smart and they're like, look, look, instead of calling it, uh, you know, paying my mortgage, let's call it this thing called rent. Um, And they'll never catch it. So when veterans or their spouses are saying, um, you know, we live in free base housing, I tell them to pull out their LES and let me show them their allotments and their deductions, the stuff that comes in and the stuff that goes out. Don't get it twisted. You are buying Uncle Sam's houses when you live in them or a landlord's house when you rent. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you touched on a lot of really important things there. And obviously, you're very passionate about educating military families. Talk to me about what you do personally through your free classes that you're doing on base to educate our veterans about the benefit. Sure. So we've had the the privilege of, you know, our, our company has been um, blessed. I, you know, I think God has been very involved in a lot of our growth here. And one of the indi- uh, individuals that we hired maybe two years ago, he's one of our military liaisons. And he has, through just a great network, been able to connect us with uh, some bases through TAPS and some other places where we don't come on as a mortgage company. We come on as just educators of the VA home loan benefit. So in scenarios like that, where we are educating on base, I unfortunately cannot hand out business cards. I'm merely speaking to the VA guidelines, chapter four of the VA pamphlet, 26 tax seven. And for anybody watching, if you want to go study the guidelines, just Google chapter four, VA pamphlet 26 tax seven. It's really exciting. Anybody stuff. Can read it. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's um, like it's like reading your HOA uh, an uh, agreement when you get it. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> it, it is important and I'll speak to that. But you know, the education piece um, that we do on base is it's broad and, and although we joke and as lenders we like to compete and have fun against other lenders. You know, the the most amazing thing is when a veteran texts me and says, hey, man, I sat through y'all's briefing today. It changed my perspective. We're now homeowners. We closed with this bank. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could have told you we were a lender ourselves. Um, But, you know, so the education is completely free. We also host it once a month. And right now, due to the the circumstances with COVID, we're doing them virtual. Uh, So we'll give you all that information, Lindsay, so you can know when the next one is. But they're about once a month. Um, and we have usually about 150 or so viewers. Uh, we encourage you all, if you're even remotely thinking about home ownership, invest this two hours because it could save you thousands of dollars. 
Our goal is to coach you on what questions to ask. Our goal is to not coach you to work with us. Our goal is to coach you on before you even step foot in a lender or bank's office, ask them these questions and it could Mm -hmm. save you a lot of money. Well, and I want to touch on that really quick before we go, because a lot of military families have loyalties to big brands just because, you know, it's what we know. We think they have our best interests at heart. So when it comes to the lending side, I mean, it's kind of scary because lenders like realtors, I mean, you could throw a rock and hit one uh, in any market. So what are some key things? And this is something I love to educate clients on as well. What are some key things that make each lender different? And and what are some of the fees that we should be looking for when we're even engaging in a conversation? And first and foremost, why should you interview at least a couple to compare? Because I talked to so many military families that are like, oh, well, we're working with so-and-so because they're a friend and it's fine. <laughs> you know? Your friend just cost you $6,000. <sighs> Cool friend, bro. Darn it. Uh, No, no, I I get it. You know, people, you know, veterans and spouses um, need to first and foremost have that comfortability. I get it. There's a lot of brand recognition out there, loyalty to banks and stuff. But the advice that I always give consumers, whether they're first time, second time, third time home buyer, is knowing what you asked. What's the difference of different banks and different lenders? And it's overlays. You have to know the difference of VA guidelines versus lenders or banks overlays. And what I mean by that is that VA guideline chapter 20 or chapter four, uh, pamphlet 26 tax seven, those are the VA guidelines. That is what lenders and banks have to follow when lending money. But there's a lot of banks and lenders out there that put in their own overlays on top of those guidelines. For example, the VA guidelines don't say that there's a specific credit score a veteran needs, right? So when I have a lot of my army friends and soldiers calling me saying, Chris, I wanted to use my VA three years ago, but I can't because I don't have a 640 credit score. I say, who told you you needed a 640 credit score? And they said, well, I called this big bank down there in San Antonio. And they said, because I didn't have a 640, I couldn't use my VA home loan benefit. And I said, the way they should have said that is you can't use it with them. Because their overlay is a 640 credit score. You could have called the next lender who maybe only requires a 580 or a 600. So you have to know why banks are doing things. Is it based on their overlays or based on the VA guidelines? And unless you're willing to spend a few hours reading the guidelines, you got to work with a lender that's going to coach you on that, saying you don't have to pay those VA lender fees. There's nothing in the VA guidelines that says that a veteran has to pay any lender fees right? So why are these banks and these other lenders charging them? What are processing fees? Do, if I don't pay processing fees, do I not get a loan? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of fees that we call junk fees. And that's where a lot of the profit for banks and lenders are, right? And, and I get it. You know, we all have to make a living. But as a veteran home buyer, don't I deserve to know what my options are? Okay, cool. Maybe I like you enough to be okay with this $4,000 fee you're charging. But at least I'm making the decision knowing that I don't have to pay it but I'm going to pay it because I like you, right? So uh, we're trying to turn the lights on. And like I said, uh, explain the difference of what the VA guidelines say and what banks and lenders are adding for overlays. Yeah. yeah. If we can keep it as simple as possible for the, for the client, it helps them cut through and make a good decision. Sure. You know, um, yeah. like Chris said, you know, if the VA is going to guarantee 25% of your loan by doing what they say in, in their handbook, then why don't we just do that? You know? Um, and then Chris always says apples to apples, you know, 
if you have multiple offers uh, in front of you or multiple loan estimates, just compare them apples to apples and see where the best value is. And if it's with somebody else, then great. Good on you. You know, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's what's best for the veteran um, and, and uh, his or her family. So. And if I can speak to that real quick, because Charlie just hit a good point. Your loyalty isn't to your friend. Your loyalty is to your family. Right. And I think that's important to understand. Um, you know, if you can save five thousand dollars by working with a lender that's not charging fees, you know, then wouldn't you want to use that money for moving into your new house for your family? I just really I appreciate our service members' loyalty. I just don't appreciate when they forget to be loyal to themselves first. You know, it's it's already a lot that's being taken on. And if I can just tell this quick 30 second uh, to a minute story with overlays. We had a Marine with a 547 credit score who was in contract with another bank uh, who they needed him to have a 580. Why they let him go into contract, I have no idea. But uh, the realtor calls me and says, Chris, we can't close. We're two weeks out. When we took a look at that file and that credit report, we saw that the reason their scores were so low were because his wife quit her job to make sure that he attended all of his chemo treatment because he had 100% cancer that he acquired while serving in the United States Marine Corps. The other lender didn't look at the credit report close enough to notice that those missed payments were all within a six-month window. His spouse did exactly what a good military spouse would do in that situation. Husband has cancer, need to make sure that he goes to the VA to get his treatment. Well, that chemo did so much damage to his bones that they had to go through hyperbaric treatment to restore the brittleness. And so whenever we saw his credit report, heard that story, 19 days later, we got that loan to closing because at that point, it didn't care about the veteran's credit score anymore. We cared about that story. So you Mm -hmm. primarily want to make sure that you're conveying your story to your bank or your lender on why you deserve to be a homeowner. I'll never say no to a veteran who has 100% disability, and that's the reason why they're struggling with some payments without, without us getting in the fight with them to get that loan through. That one's a hard one to hear. And there's so many stories like that out there. Um, And so if you're listening and you're wondering on where to start, there's a couple ways that you can get started. Obviously, reach out to us at any point. We're going to have links in the show notes to get started with Aligned Mortgages, first-time home buyer. And I'm excited that it's going to be virtual because I think there's a lot of military families that can participate in that that maybe weren't able to do so on base. So that's exciting. Um, Any other things that you guys want to let our listeners know on where to start? Charlie, um, any, any, any point of contact, um, go to our website, uh, the link that you share, give us a call, um, email, text, come on down. Um, you know, you gotta put a mask on to come in the building, but, um, we, we love, you know, any, any, just any form of of communication. And at the end of the day, if I can answer one question for someone and make them feel better about um, either the next step or helping them figure it out, or it may be at their next duty station that they purchase in two years, and that's the best plan for them, that then we've done our job. So um, just reach out. Let's, would, have a, let's have a conversation. And if not to us, I, I would say reach out to Lindsay. Lindsay, I am beyond, I, you know, I'm a fan of yours. I've told you that every time we've talked on the phone. I think it is amazing to have a pioneer for military spouses to get this information. Truth be told, it is normally the military spouse making these financial decisions. And, you know, we got to get you all out of the woodworks and get you all to start talking about some of the reasons why you haven't yet purchased a home. So when you ask the question, how do we get started? 
by any means necessary, just get started. Because here's the truth. It doesn't take 30 years to pay off a mortgage. It takes 32 years if you're right now in a two-year lease. You need to get started. Get to the starting line, at least, by being pre-approved, by understanding what your credit scores look like. It doesn't cost anything. Nobody's going to judge you. Uh, We just want to help you all at least get into a position to succeed should the right property become available. So, uh, Lindsay, I can't say it enough. Thank you again for letting us be on your team. Well, it's an honor to have such passionate individuals representing the industry so well. So thank you guys so much for caring about our community and for doing, you know, just the impossible. I mean, what you described, I, I, you know, was getting teary eyed thinking about that situation and thinking about being that spouse, having to make those hard calls. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, you'll do anything for your family. So I can't imagine being in her shoes. Um, So thank you for bringing the American dream possible to our military families and for sharing today. People sometimes just need to have their story listened to. So thank you for listening to their stories, Lindsay. And as long as we're your partner, we're going to listen to them too. Awesome. Well, guys, we're going to have you get back again to talk about some more interesting stories uh, and then to dive a little deeper into, you know, some of the benefits that maybe military families aren't taking advantage of when they think about owning a home. Because I really want to dive a little deeper into using homes as a wealth building tool for military families, especially when we as military spouses have to make the hard call on not being able to work at a duty station. But if you're managing a couple of properties, it's a great supplemental income that you can bring to your family. And let's yeah. talk about some of the really cool virtual career opportunities within yeah. our industry. So we have a seven hour podcast. <laughs> uh, we, go, we go real deep on that. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I will see you guys back for another episode. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.